hello and hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wen from If Not Now Wen, and I'm so excited, guys, to introduce you today's special special guest, Lisa Liu. She is so incredible. She today is a violinist, composer, orchestra contractor, and entrepreneur based in LA. Um, she started her love of music at age of three. Wow, three! I barely can walk. And she started playing piano at age of three. Um, age of eight, she started uh playing violin. And today, she did a lot of great work. Um, you can find her in multiple reality shows such as The Voice. X Factor, American Idol. You can also find her um, as a major role in over 200 TV shows and films, such as, well, Star Wars movie, we all know, uh, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalkers, Toy Story 4, A Quiet Place, and The Star is Born. Those are just to name a few. With that, I am so, so honored to introduce Lisa, not just because all the great things that she accomplished, but all this love and passion she had for music and um, her goal to inspire the world. With that, thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me here today, Wen. Yes. Wow, Lisa, you've done so much. So can you tell us a little bit about how all those get started? Oh, all of it started with, uh, I think you started again with my mother. My mom is an <laughs> opera singer. <laughs> yes, totally. Well, it starts with mom. Um, she she was an opera singer and just a phenomenal one and a touring artist. She had a phenomenal career. She started, she was born in China. Um, she immigrated over to the States when my father was waiting for her here. And she... They, they actually immigrated to California, but she had to take a two-week bus to Juilliard, uh, the Juilliard School in New York City, to audition for it. And back when, I think this is 1960, wow. uh, she was one of very few Asians. And she you know, didn't speak any English and struggled learning her English. And with very little money, um, she shares a story about how, you know, when she got married to my father, they couldn't afford a dress. So she went downstairs to this little tiny store and another woman working there is a Mexican lady who didn't speak in any English as well just actually sewed a dress together for my mother wow yeah so <laughs> um yeah so she shares this beautiful story with me all the time and how determined she was to you know share her music with everybody so I think you know her dream was to have a, a daughter as well attend Juilliard just like she did and so when I was Aww. yeah when I was young she started me on the piano she actually recently just showed me some uh, actually played some tapes of mine that I didn't of course at three years old I don't remember <laughs> any of it but or I was actually my my feet were far from touching the the bottom or even the <laughs> that was, but I yes. was always eager to write music I was always eager to compose and just make up my mm -hmm. own tunes so I, you fall in love the first time oh absolutely and wow. it was just like, like, there's a connection in your soul when you play music that I think you, it, it's, it's, it's internal, you know, and it's, it's the way to connect to whenever you believe in and certainly to yourself. And I felt that at that young age. Wow. So you have no doubt that that is your passion of life. Absolutely. Like I just wanted to, and still do want to exist in this world of music. Mm -hmm. What does music mean to you? Everything? Everything. It's a it's a reflection of my soul. Um, mm -hmm. It's I can say things in music that I can't say with words. Wow. It's a way to communicate with people and connect with people, um, not just an audience, but also when I get to play with people, mm -hmm. just an experience that I it, it's indescribable unless you are a musician being and have the ability to play with somebody right now, which is not happening at, at the moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So you start your journey because your mother's influence, you love music, you fall in love when you're age of three, barely even touch, you know, the, the pedal of the piano yet. You just get started <laughs> and take us back there. So what happened? I, my mom just, I, I heard music constantly just for the waking moments 
to go to sleep. It was just she would constantly play the greatest artists for me, opera, violin, piano. And she, you know, had me try the violin. It took a, a couple years. I would try once and it just, it was, it hurt. Like it physically was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as any parent with a beginner child would probably hear just the utter scratchiness and like <laughs> horrific sounds coming from a beginner violin student. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think it actually took a few years until I was eight that I mm -hmm. really sunk in. And I, I loved this in a way that I, I want to say it actually grew me more than with the piano because there's something about the violin that just, it vibrates and it's, you know, touching, it's this beautiful piece of wood that vibrates and it's alive and you, the sound just resonates from within your body. And it, it feels like you're at one, you're one with this instrument. Um, wow. Way that I felt a little bit detached from the piano. Mm hmm. So that's. Wow. Yeah. And and I played them, yeah. I played them both equally in uh, up until high school. And mm -hmm. but violin just always just resonated with me more. Mm hmm. And then you follow your mother's footsteps. Tell and us more about that. I went to I went to Juilliard as well. She my parents, uh, my, my father was a dean of a university, uh, University of Bloomsburg in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. In this little tiny town, my parents would drive me every week on Saturdays to Juilliard pre-college uh, from a really young age. And that was, mm -hmm. a, you know, six hour commute every weekend. And sometimes wow. it would take me twice a week. And, and this is while still attending school. So I was just so, they were so determined to you know, maximize my education and get me any opportunity that they could. Were you, at that young age, as much as you love music, but were you ever complain? Will you feel that this is too much? Will you ever? Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was, it's so difficult. It's extremely competitive. Mm -hmm. It. It's not a practical thing. It wasn't like, hey, I should go become a doctor, mm -hmm. learn learn a skill that would make me money immediately. This was to become an artist is, I mean, you have to be extremely determined, mm -hmm. and you, it's 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 really faith based. I think becoming an artist. And were you that determined? That was what you want. I, I, I think I feel like it just was who it was who I was. That's your identity. Not, yeah, it wasn't that I wanted it. It's just this is who I am. Wow. And for our listeners who don't know the Juilliard School, can you tell us a bit more about that? Juilliard School is an extremely prestigious uh, classical music institution that also has, you know, a phenomenal drama and dance department. Um, and it's, a, it's at Lincoln Center. I think there were maybe around 120 music students in my class that year mm -hmm. and you know we all become very very close yet competitive at the same time wow. and yeah I mean I, I, there's the most talented musicians in the world pass through there and it wow. was an honor to have been um, part of that community mm -hmm. the day that when you were admitted and you know that you follow your mother's footsteps will you feel proud oh God, absolutely <laughs> tell us how, how do you feel at the time I mean, it's just such a, it, again, it's just an honor to be invited to be part of this, this body of some of the most talented uh, musicians in the world. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, the pride of my mom, because, uh, you know, she has, she went to Julia for two years, but because of immigration, she wasn't allowed to stay. She had to leave. So for her to watch me you know, graduate. And I, I was there for nine years and have, wow. yep, I have a pre-college diploma a you know undergraduate diploma this is all in violin performance and a graduate mm -hmm. diploma so there it, i've made my parents pretty proud wow <laughs> and just curious for you know many of us who are not music musician what does your schedule look like when you were you know growing up and at this point go to the best music school do you like play five six hours a day or how does that look like yeah that, that's that's about right i i because i also had to you know attend school and excel there i mean with you know two chinese parents <laughs> there's no mm -hmm. slacking on any subject um i remember waking up at, at, at high school i'd have to wake up at maybe 4 35 just to get in an hour or two of practicing before 
you know, studying or doing homework or wow, catching up to the rest of my day. And after school, I, you know, I in high school, I was doing a long distance track and some whatever What? other. You how do you have time for sport? I so I don't know. I just, I had to. <laughs> It was just like we had to do everything. I had to learn, you know, so many skills. My parents just were always um, having us learn something. It's just mm-hmm. we, we never stopped. You know, I I could say I didn't have any friends. How about that? Like <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I didn't. It was, I was just learning and constantly something. Was that hard for you when you were young? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's my memories of childhood are just they're happy, and I but I also remember the challenges do as you, well. Do you, do you wish it different now looking back in terms absolutely of childhood? Absolutely, no, I don't wish anything differently. I mean, I, I I everything that's happened has created who I am now. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so back to your story. Now you graduate from this, you know, incredible, incredible musical institution. Now you're so proud. Your entire family are so excited for you. And now what? Now it was coming out of school. It's like, okay, how do I make a living? Nobody taught me how to do this part. <laughs> nobody, yes. nobody taught me how to balance a checkbook. Nobody taught me about getting work, uh, paying rent, any of that. I realized I had these three fancy degrees with really no real world education on how to, how to survive. Wow, was that hard to realize that? Oh yeah, it it was excruciating, and I, I so I, I started playing, and I, I didn't want to take the normal route of a classical musician, which is to audition for symphonies or getting teaching position. Mm-hmm. Um, those things just didn't resonate with me. I I did end up. Getting a job thanks to another friend of mine who graduated from Juilliard um, at, in the South Bronx, where I became a teacher for uh, like over hundred, like hundreds of students, and I got to teach them violin and piano, and that was a little, that was a light in my life. That, Why that teaching? Why I realized that even at that age, although I was struggling and barely able to pay, buy myself a warm meal. Um, mm-hmm that contributing to people who really, really valued what I, mm-hmm. what I could teach them so much to me. And it's interesting that just a couple of days ago, I reconnected with one of my first, well, actually my first student ever. And he's, he's 31 now. And it's, he reminded me, I mean, he showed me a book that I gave to him that long ago. And it just meant so much to me um, that I did have an impact back then. And, It, it's just incredibly rewarding to share mm-hmm. whatever I can with with whomever. <laughs> Is know? that what made you happy to make an impact to other people's life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it's there's there's nothing more rewarding than mm-hmm. you know sharing your gifts and having people seeing an impact that you can have on people. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I want to bring back a story a little bit. The moment I graduated from um, the amazing school and the epiphany, I realized, oh, I don't know how to take it to the next step. You said it was very excruciating. Yes. How do you, how would you pivot? Like, how do you able to, you know, at that point, your life is, you know, 20 something years in music. That's everything you do. Every day you do. That's who you are. That's your identity. That's what you thought the right answer is. That's what you thought. This is it. And when you get there, realize, oh, wait, that's not all. Was that, a, was that difficult? I, I mean, what you're mentioning now is something that is, is, is it reoccurs. I, you know, I, 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 my pattern looking back, it's, I see that when I think when there's no progress, I feel like I'm suffocating. So in my 20s, I just kept struggling to find my identity. I was playing in different styles of music, trying to play with different bands, um, just really drawn to new opportunities. You know, things I'd never heard of, I wanted to try and see mm-hmm. if that's, that would be, bring me happiness. And nothing did. My 20s were really difficult. Um, and I, my parents decided to uh, retire and move. We were, we were, they were in Pennsylvania. They decided to move back to California where they, mm-hmm. they immigrated. And I just was by my late twenties, just, I felt empty. I felt like there was just nothing going on. And I, I, Why? Him moved, Why? 
California. I think every single year when I, again, I was just not seeing progress in the opportunities that came to me. I mean, I was grateful that I was able to barely make it by play, at least playing music and teaching music. Mm-hmm. But I, it, every day felt like a struggle to just wake up and do it over again and barely make it. And at some wow. point, I was like, I am way too young to be feeling like this is it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I, were you looking for, Lisa? Peace, fulfillment, oh. success, uh, love, all of it. What does that mean? Like, what does the fulfillment or peace or love means to you at the time and today? At the time, I think I just wanted to feel safe. I think that meant financial security. I don't feel like I had that. I don't feel my, you know, I a series of. I was a serial dater. I felt like I couldn't find somebody who really understood me, and I think、mm-hmm. I expected that some man was going to swoop into my life and take care of me.、Um, I expected. Just growth in my career, like bigger and better opportunities, and、mm-hmm. I did. I didn't see any. None of those things really matched what I wanted, or what was actually happening for me. Wow! And Lisa, I just want to mention you were featuring a lot of incredible, successful movies, reality shows,、mm-hmm. TVs. Are those not what you were looking for? Those opportunities came to me in in my my thirties, actually. So when I moved to California, I, it was yeah, I I was so fortunate enough to be followed to fall into the circle where I was able to play on all those shows and movies,、mm-hmm. and I was happy. I think I thought I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was really happy because it was I, I was looking at my life and I was like, wow, I've I have all of these opportunities and all these gifts, and people are so you know impressed by this. And this is who I wanted to become in my twenties.、Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, who I am in my twenties would be so proud of me right now. Like, hey, I made it.、Mm-hmm. Feeling it right now. I was empty inside. Why? This whole time. Um. I still, I think I lacked the fulfillment. I wasn't fully realized in my creativity. I felt like I was、mm. making other people successful.、Mm. I was watching the people I was working for become,、mm-hmm. you know, garner all this attention, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, okay, I'm here. I am again. Just this, these opportunities are. I'm fortunate for them. I'm fortunate that they've been able to, you know, pay for my lifestyle. However, I know that I could do more. In, so basically, it sounds like you want to do more in the music. You felt like you just you don't want to just repeat what it was. You want to create more. You want to really、yeah. dive into the passion of music and really bring that to life, bring that inspiration out to the world. Not just be the background music, but truly, you are the star of the、uh, show. Absolutely, I want to. I want to create. I want to expand. I want to grow. I want to connect with people. And it, it was the same thing. It was like I. Start seeing the same thing every single year. Like here we go again, and every you know gig would just look the same as the last one. It was like, wait, I'm in my 30s. This can't be it for me. It was the same conversation、mm-hmm. in my 20s. I'm like, wait, I'm too young、mm-hmm. to accept that this is what is. Wow. And then what's next? I quit last year. I just wow. I just up. I stopped. I started saying no to all this work that was coming in. And I, of course, of course, I, with the support of my closest friends, my husband, my parents, and when I told them, "Hey, I'm going to quit working for people," I really expected them to like check me into a facility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what is wrong with you? You know, every single person was like, "Finally, really? Why?" I was shocked at their, yeah, I was shocked at their. I don't know. I think they all expected me more from me as well. They expected me to just. Mm-hmm. Be off on my own, and they—I—I'd always just not—I always just have been different. Like I've always just wanted to work for myself and、mm-hmm. not feel restrained. It's it, you know. So so question. So after you know you start your、uh, music career, two de- two decades in, you decided you know what, I'm gonna work for my own. When that thought come to you the first place, were you guys scared? Well, how、oh, was you able to honor that and decide? You know what? This is actually what I wanted to do, and able to p- pursue that. I'm still scared. 
you know what? <laughs> and I, I want to live in this place. This feeling scared to me is exciting. That's where life is. Mm. Being scared means I'm being challenged. Being scared means I'm growing. I'm expanding. Mm-hmm. I'm something new. And yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I am afraid of failing, but Hey, that's, that's, I feel, I like to say that I fail upwards. Mm-hmm. So, every, you know, is this your new piece? Is this exciting? The uncomfortableness? Is this a new piece that you felt you finally found who you are? I think so. I think this, this fear is I, I've, I've learned to understand that it's excitement to me. <laughs> that I want to chase that fear. And if I ever feel, wow. look back at my patterns where I kept was, you know, I thought I was doing well. Then I just was like, I actually, I hate where I am. Mm-hmm. I, I look back at when I was uncomfortable or I was uncomfortable when I was comfortable. Yes. I a hundred percent relate to that. I felt exactly the same. Yeah. When, when I thought of, here I no, am. no, totally. When I thought that when I was in the little mountain town where all the peoples are just so comfortable with every day. I just cannot stand that. And nobody ever understood me, but I'm a hundred percent alive. Oh, I, I totally understood you. I mean, you, <laughs> you were relentless in your pursuit of taking that TOEFL test. Like I, relentlessness is because you knew, you knew something was past that, that bridge. Like if you could just get past it, no matter for, what, you know, yeah. For people oftentimes ask, well, how do you being so, you know, strong, courage, all that? Those are none of the truth. At the time for me is, this is the way. This is the only way. Either that or I will die. There's no choice. So for that reason, I cannot stop because this is my only hope, my only light I see in the world at oh, that point. Absolutely. Wow. So you decided this is, this is it. I'm going to take a step. I'm going to tr- finally, finally. Stand up for myself on my own last yeah. year. Okay, so what happened? What did you do? What did you decide? I I was home every single day, and I was just after quitting. Um, I just was determined to grow on my own because I. What I also learned is the more energy and focus that you put into yourself, all of those opportunities just sort of come to you in the outs in the external world. You know, instead of searching everywhere else for what can people do for me? What, you know, what can I find? Like what's out there instead for the past year, I turned within. Wow. That's beautiful. I completely changed all my habits because I realized that if I wanted a different life, if I wanted something else, I had to become a completely different person. That's interesting. Yes. And was it hard? Because change is not easy. How do you able to, First of all, entertain the thought that I need to be a different person, therefore I need to change everything. And then, first of all, entertain the thought and then actually execute it. Is that difficult? It's extremely difficult. It's so difficult. And now it's the same thing with fear. Now I, I, I'm drawn to, the, to, to, to fear. And if it's, something's difficult, to me, it's like that's a challenge I'm going to take on because it's going to make wow. me a bigger person. Lisa, you just sound like a, such a determined, such a... The act, the go gather. I, I love that. I wonder, do you ever have that doubt? Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you able to push forward? Uh, push forward. I, I think doubt is always going to be there, and I think you know I listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying, and I, you, you, you know, I don't also want to be brash and just mow down any doubt. Like things, mm-hmm. I have to consider things carefully you know sure. I have to take educated risks let's say that um, <laughs> we all are yeah but, but 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 with the doubt I mean I think that's what makes successful people different from the people who are just comfortable mm-hmm. so just face face all of that consider it and then like thank it and then move on mm-hmm. you know I, I love that yeah um so back to your story a year ago you just like be on your own so what's your plan what do you want to do I, I knew that in, within one year, I wanted to stop being part of the sheep and become my own boss. Okay. And I don't, I didn't quite know what that meant, but I, that I just was determined that I would work for myself. That's a lot of courage that you did not know what it meant, but you're going to go for it anyway. Yeah. So tell us what happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, let, let me start with creating good habits. Uh, yes, that please. was that's been the main that, that's been the biggest struggle I think for for humans. Um, I would you know as a musician, I just had this lifestyle of just like party constantly. It was just like we just sleep, party, recover, work, routine every day, and I think just I was just in this rut. You know, so when I did quit, it was like, okay, clearly that wasn't working for me because I wasn't happy. And whomever I was before got me those opportunities I had before. So if I want something else, I, I just assume I have to let go of any old habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm going to be that person who wakes up at six in the morning. First, and by the way, I was somebody who would wake up at nine. <laughs> Fall into the shower, be out of the home by 930 and be at work by 10. Like I would cut it so close. Wow. Yeah. And now I, I now I'm up at 6am. Um, you know, instead of slamming coffee, uh, coffee down, like a bucket of coffee down my throat <laughs> first thing in the morning. Now it's like, I'm going to have some, you know, warm lemon water hydrate. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes. I'm going to go do yoga for 30 minutes. I'm going to come back and read. I'm just mm-hmm. going to read inspirational things or, biographies or anybody who I, you know, I look up to, I respect, I'm just Mm -hmm. going to take this more every single morning until 8am is, is my personal development time. I love that. Yep. And every week I said to myself, I'm going to learn a new skill every single week, whether that means it's part of something I'm already learning uh, or, or a completely thing that's just, you know, I would never imagine I'd be learning. Wow. And just saying yes and saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And especially things that really terrify me, just, just jumping <laughs> and saying yes. Like what? It, it, it like... becomes addictive. What was the terrifying thing? Well, most terrifying thing that you would learn? <laughs> okay. So a few years ago, I got into uh, fighting, like MMA what? and boxing. Just so outrageous as a violinist. Yes. <laughs> I just, um, yeah. So last year, I I took a, gosh, it was you know what Krav Maga is. It's no, tell us, tell me. Krav Maga is Israeli self defense. Okay. Israeli jujitsu. So I actually took a an an a day, um, carjacking class where it was a defense wow yeah it was about that we they would practice throwing us into the back of a car a trunk of a car squeezed with two or three other people oh my god yeah the driver and i had to take turns as well driving would drive through an obstacle course so you're in the back of this trunk <laughs> not knowing what's happening happening you're disoriented they would open the trunk and then all of a sudden a, a bunch of the other people would start attacking you Wow. Yeah. And Sorry. I, that's really scary. <laughs> it's so I, I don't, wow. Insane. You know, and they would they would come at you with, you know, of course like these fake guns or knives and you'd have to like learn to get out of the situation. You are crazy, Lisa. I that know. Really insane. I it's do insane. Not, <laughs> I will not commit to that, but that's a great start. It's it terrified me more than anything. I'm like what crazy person would do this and because i said that i was like it's gotta have to be me wow <laughs> what an inspiration because you were so terrified therefore you decide that's what you're gonna do yeah wow because okay, i realized someone... oh so yes. sorry oh no beautiful no 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 go ahead please i think i think looking back at my my old patterns it was like all the stuff that i was afraid to do kept mm. me where i was what are the things you were afraid to do at the time like 20s and 30s uh, be exposed. I think I didn't want to, I didn't want to share anything that I was, I'm, I'm definitely don't like to share on social media. I don't like to talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I feel, Why? I don't know if it's being embarrassed by accomplishments or being embarrassed by Aww. things I'm not accomplishing. I don't know. I just always wanted to hide. Do you think that's because you are Asian? That's possible too. Like I, you, like I go to work, <laughs> I go to work and I would go, much earlier than anybody else so I could get a seat in the very back and not have to talk to people I was just so I I don't know I just wanted to hide what what moment you decide you want to come out of this shell 
I think of just the increasing unhappiness or mm-hmm. the realization that this is this my life like this is it just coming here every day with the same group of people that's that it's a toxic it's an incredibly toxic environment I'm not growing I'm not contributing people are just miserable I'm like is this mm-hmm. is this it and I would keep trying to find different ways to be happy within that situation like mm-hmm. I would try to be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a book or mm-hmm. and I, I'm gonna you know, I, I would just try different techniques to just reduce stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're trying to convince yourself that this is not that bad. This is fine. It's I can, fine. Yeah, it's I can take actions. I can change this. I can change that. And keep telling myself, like, no, I'm, but I'm so grateful for this. I'm mm-hmm. so lucky and fortunate. But it was like, I couldn't deny that feeling in my, my body. My body mm-hmm. can't lie to me. Mm-hmm. I felt unhealthy. I felt sick. Mm-hmm. I was tense. And if I'm spending so much time trying to fight stress, there's a mm-hmm. bigger picture I'm not looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and when you're stressed, you're not happy at work. You know, I, I come home. I'm not, I'm certainly not present for my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like hanging out with my friends. I don't, I don't, I'm not eating well. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Just, it, like, just give me a drink. Let me, let me drink more and just let me just forget my whole day. And what wow. kind of life is that? What kind of life is like, let me just forget? Mm-hmm. It, it takes such a strong self-awareness and courage to say what you just said. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, and I just, I, well, I mean, that- miserable. It was like, I just don't accept this for myself. I don't accept this as my life. Or it was mm-hmm. like what you said earlier, if this is what it is, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Wow. I just can't. What's the point? What is the point of continuing, continuing, excuse me, continuously mm-hmm. unhappy every day? What is the point of that? Mm-hmm. Wow. So all that thought, all that conversation leave you to, you decide that you're going to change your life. You change your habit. You start your morning routine. You meditate. You read. You go outside. You do yoga. And you are on your own. So yeah. tell us, what does that mean to you today? And how do you tell us about your journey? I also wanted to really reconnect with my violin because mm-hmm. for such a long period of time, I was, because I was so fortunate playing with these, on these TV films and shows, uh, I kind of just looked at my violin as a means to make money. Mm. That's all it was. And it just became, it, the violin, that was my currency. It was just, mm-hmm. oh, I'm looking at dollar figures and associating that with my violin. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stop all that and just reconnect and realize, like, I love my violin so much. This is my, this is my soul. Oh. You know, and I, I got that back. And I would, I think for the whole past year, just creating these new habits, I, I honestly didn't think um, what, what exactly that I needed. And I know it's important to visualize. I I honestly didn't know, but I knew that if I, every single day, maximized my time, mm-hmm. that I don't need to worry about my future because I know things are going to come. I just knew it. Okay. It was, so moving forward, um, since, you know, coronavirus has happened, you know, m- musicians, we were all just, we're completely unemployed, like immediately, you know, I playing live, symphonies symphonies being furloughed and it's it's terrifying you know so I had a, one of my closest friends um I went to Juilliard with with one of this couple the, the this person called me and said Lisa I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to create an orchestra and you're going to be in charge of this <laughs> wow and I was like what and she said you know her name is Laura Cartman um she's a phenomenal composer and she, she's just like, I have, she said, I have 20 students from USC that need to finish their program and you are all unemployed. <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to create this platform, but you're going to take it on and, and run with it. And I immediately, I just put my head down and, and I, of course, I've never run a business. You know, Wait, I, so is that push by your friends? Was that what you were looking for? I think so. I think it was this opportunity that just that that came in, you know, that she offered to me. 
I, it was the opportunity that I knew since last year after quitting, an opportunity would come and I'd have to be ready for it. Were and I ready? was ready. You are. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and now, you know, what we've been doing, we have a phenomenal engineer, Brad Hanel. Um, and what we do is composers will, you know, send us their projects. We've been able to hire the best or, uh, orchestral players around the planet. You know, we have musicians in the Met, the New York Phil, the LA Phil, uh, Chicago Symphony. We just have these amazing musicians wow. and we're all able to communicate via technology now. Mm-hmm. And that has been so incredibly beautiful. I'm reconnecting with people I went to college with. People mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be able to play with again because they're in different parts of the world. I'm, I get to communicate with these people every week now. And, and, and over, you know, over Zoom or whatever, you know, platform we use, we're still able to play music together. Wow, that's so incredible. So from the project for your friends, you know, uh, a friendly request, you right away turn the project as your own. Mm-hmm. And now you provide a platform to connect musicians all across the world, the best and the best. You all can, you know, communicate freely through this uh, technology platform and then um, free to create, right? Absolutely. And what, and, and just to make, you know, some money, finally. <laughs> can you finally- tell us a little bit? What's that? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, how does that work? So you have a platform. You have yeah. the best musician from across the world. How do you today working with people? Uh, Laura Laura Cartman is um, right now has a show that she's working on. So she composes this music and creates. You know, of course, there's a whole team. Um, she has Brad, this engineer, create individual sessions for all, each of the musicians. And what he does is prepare, say, you know, trumpet has his own session, um, mm-hmm. trombone, French horn, the violins have their own sessions. He creates that, sends each our sessions individually. We receive, you know, our music separately. We record our, we've been learning throughout this process how to self-record at home. Mm. That's, that's something that our orchestra has been supporting and people and learning and, and getting educated on, you know, the most economical way to create a home studio, because I believe that this is where we're headed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we, I mean, if you want to work right now, in, at least in the States, I believe we have to record mm-hmm. at home. Wow. Uh, so what we're, what we've been teaching people is, you know, what mics to, to buy, how to place them, mm-hmm. how to soundproof your home using what you already have at home. So we don't have to spend any money, mm-hmm. um, how to use Pro Tools, which is the platform we're on. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we're doing. We're setting up and helping people build their home studios. Wow. Yeah. So how many uh, musicians today are on your platform and what's your mission with the platform? What do you want to see going forward? Right now we have about, I think, 60 players, which is mm-hmm. quite a bit. I think we want to grow to about 80, just to have about 80 players ready to play. And it's also important for us to share the work because there mm-hmm. there are very, very few opportunities right now. Um, but I, our, our mission is to create a platform so you know, producers, composers, and people can see that their projects can still be made. And mm-hmm. we want to provide that service for them. It's And we're musicians really just trying to find work for other musicians mm-hmm. and keep the arts going in this time. And hopefully, you know, ha- have these, my friends still be able to play with one another and still mm-hmm. provide for their families. So through this project, um, Lisa, did you find your piece? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> let me say for now, because <laughs> I th- if anything is a pattern, I, I see that, you know, when I, if, if things do not expand, I know, I'm, I know I'll have that itch again to, to figure out what it, I need to do next to grow as a person. 
what is the expansion mean to you? Now you're on this platform, you just started, right? Because uh, the COVID-19, you have 60 musicians, right? What does that mean for you? Like you said you're going to expand to 80s, but what's your vision and what does that mean for you? My vision is to have, to, I'm working so hard right now and I'm working with some other people to actually train them. Um, my, my mission is to have this body of musicians working constantly, you know, just have a constant stream of opportunity for them and the work mm -hmm. go to them and have it rotate. And I, I think that's, that's, that's my goal is just have this become a machine, you know, and hopefully if, if that expands to even maybe more people, if, if that, if that opportunity comes, you know, and I would like mm -hmm. to inspire other people in other parts of the world to create the exact same thing. Um, we're mm -hmm. not interested in competition. We really want to, you know, we really want everybody around the world to be working right now. Oh, yeah. We're not holding, you know, anything secret. Um, I, my, the contractor of the orchestra, Eddie Malavi is one of my dearest friends. He is on Instagram multiple times a week interviewing musicians and talking about what it's like to be unemployed and looking at opportunities and Mm -hmm. trying to just offer support so we're our mission is just to really to help anybody around the world right now i love that yeah so i love that yeah mm -hmm. if we can create this example and hopefully have a successful orchestra i it, it'd be an honor to have people do the same thing wow lisa you're such a humble leaders i love i love that today you obviously with so much passion to music and want to use the music to connect you know musician around the world but also with people and want to use the platform that uh, you are on to serve and help all the musicians um, can can work during this time can be united can be served can be heard during this time I think that's such a beautiful thing that you are doing yeah thank you thank you what what is the challenge right now you know with everything obviously and a couple months in how, how's things going and what's the biggest challenge uh, there's always negativity. There's always the naysayers. From from yourself or no, from others? I not not me, from other people. There's always going to be, you know, we're we're in Hollywood, there's always gonna be competition. There's there has been some negativity out there. There are people who have been trying to hurt us, take us down. And it baffles me. Um, because we are just musicians trying to do good, but we have to you look at the reality of uh the the climate because people are so desperate for work right now, mm -hmm. we unfortunately do have to be met with some people who are not, cannot be happy for other people who are doing well. You know, and that's, that's, an, that's a major challenge that we have. So how do you able to handle the criticisms, whether it's from jealousy or from different source of negativity? How do you able to handle that as a leader of the organization? I've got to focus on the good things that are happening and understand that I, I, and I also understand that that's a message that we're probably doing something good. <laughs> you know, and, and the, the truth is like we were, we are all on a level playing field. I'm not mm -hmm. better than anybody. I don't have greater opportunities than anybody. It was just that I have that desire mm -hmm. and the passion to create this, to create opportunities for other people. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, I'm coming when we're coming from a place of good and I'm meeting like minded people who want the same mission and is sharing it with me. We are mm -hmm. unstoppable. And, you are. And there are always going to be people who are unhappy, who are going to gossip and trying to hurt people who are, who are doing well. And that's that's the thing. There are people who want to go out there and create and contribute. And then the other people who are going to, you know, complain mm -hmm. about the people who are out there making things oh and i think the best thing to do is just you know we have to you know keep our heads up and keep going forward wow that's so incredible lisa you're such a incredible incredible leaders able to lead the organization forward and really face the criticism with such a positive attitude i think it will really help serve you really well and with a with a mission that you wanted to do serve the musician i think this is such an incredible thing that you, you are doing. Thank you so much. And Lisa, I'm curious, you know, how can we help you? Like, how can we serve you? How can we connect with you? Is there a platform that you recommend us? I'll make sure include the link below in case folks are uh, interested to check out the work that you do, things like that. I think the most important thing 
that people how people can help us is just spread the word. Um, mm -hmm. our, our social media is at Unison Orchestra Live. Mm -hmm. That's on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And eight, please hire a musician. Please support the art. <laughs> you know, I, I I should start the That's hashtag beautiful. hire a musician. Um, we're we're all struggling, but we're all very you know. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to help each other out right now and stay positive. Perfect. Beautiful. I will make sure I include all the links below, guys. And Lisa, what I love most about your story is I felt, you know, you just take us through the, you know, three, four decades of the music path of yourself. And we can obviously see such a tremendous love, love to the music along the way and how the music and you involve the relationship of, you know, involve along the way. And today you use the music as a platform to serve, to serve people, serve people, um, not just musicians who deeply love music as much as you do, but also all the people around so we all can be inspired and be touched um by music which truly you love i just love your message i love your story thank you so much and thank you for inviting me to be here yeah of course what an honor um i'm curious lisa i have a last question for you um at the beginning you share about how your parents come to america um with really nothing much and um they build a life of theirs and Today, what does the American dream mean for you, Lisa? I think uh, they have their journey. You also have your own as well. Come to uh, find a place where you felt you belong. You felt you had a peace. I'm curious about what American dream means to you today. The American dream is is freedom. The freedom to choose to whoever you want to be, and realizing that you know from a young age, I never felt that I did fit in. But right now. In America, you can create that paradigm. You can create that community mm -hmm. of like-minded people. So you can fit in. There are people out there just mm -hmm. like you who share your values, share your virtues, share your mission. And if you are out there and are authentic, you will attract those people into your life. And I think that's such an incredible thing about mm -hmm. where we live. Wow. And... That's just so, so beautiful, Lisa. And I do have one small question. Sure. Uh, along the way, who have you become? Think about, think back when you were 20s, when you just, you know, uh, graduate, have this beautiful diploma, you're on top of your own world, right? You think this is, this is it, you are there, and then you stumble upon different opportunities trying to find yourself, you know, two, three decades later, you are here today. I wonder, who have you become? What have you changed? What have you transformed? I've learned, I've, I've learned to really just listen to my, my gut and follow my, my own dreams. And that, I think that's what's more important before. I think I was always searching to, I was always somebody else's identity. You know, I was my mother's daughter, my father's daughter. I'm a Chinese, a, 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 per, a child of Chinese immigrants. I'm just mm -hmm. always something else. I'm a classical musician, but now it's just, those are just identi identities that, don't necessarily mm -hmm. who I am. Who I am is this soul who wants to connect and contribute and inspire. Wow. Wow, Lisa, what a journey. So beautiful. Thank you again, Lisa, for taking the time and, you know, share with us your beautiful journey, your beautiful soul, your incredible, incredible, incredible stories and how you began and how you get here. Um, I'm, I'm such an honor um, to share your story on my platform and I will make sure to include all the incredible link below. So folks, um, please support uh, Lisa. We support all the amazing things that she is doing. Um, I'm just so grateful, Lisa, to be here today with so me. So grateful that we get to speak. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy today's episode as much as I do. Oh my God, I love Lisa. I love her stories. This is what an honor. And we got special bonus for today. We're going to end today's episode with a couple minutes, Lisa's incredible, incredible violin performance. Stay tuned, guys. Otherwise, I will see you guys next time.